This is Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Let's get to Michael Goodwin of the New York Post. Uh, We say good evening to you, Mr. Goodwin. Thank you. Uh, Thank you for joining Cats at Night. Mr. Katsimatidis is on the uh, line with us. And Governor Patterson's in studio with me, Judge Richard Weinberg, on the telephone. Obviously, Michael, uh, you very much so have the pulse of the city and and the country. And what I want to do is talk to you about the state of the uh, union. But 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 I'm curious as to your perspective, because your columns are must read if you're interested in New York. Have our politics gone too far to the left? Well, I think there's no question about it, Dominic. And and I agree with what uh, John was just saying about we're going to be running out of people to tax. Uh, I th- the mystery to me is why the legislature in particular and Governor Hoko has gone along. But don't forget this, this bail laws that everyone talks about. Andrew Cuomo signed it. Uh, that's when it was passed, I think, in 19, 2019. But at any rate, it, it is a mystery to me because the, the Post had a story the other day that uh, uh, Carl Heastie's district in the Bronx is considered one of the most six most dangerous uh, in the city in terms of gunfire, crime, etc. Why is Carl Heastie, you know, insisting on coddling the criminals who presumably are the ones, some of them anyway, who are harming his people in his district? I mean, it, it defies description as to don't these politicians see the self-interest? Let's not make it a moral case, just a self-interest case. Don't they want to keep their own people safe, if only for their own political good? Uh, but what's amazing, on the other hand, is despite their positions, it doesn't seem to hurt them politically. So uh, where's the incentive uh, for the for the voters who look at, say, Heastie's district, see it's one of the most dangerous, and yet he gets overwhelmingly reelected and he supports these criminal coddling laws. I mean, there's something here that doesn't add up. I mean, there was a book years ago. What's what's the matter with Kansas about why did why was Kansas always voting Republican when, you know, the author believed it should be voting Democratic based on various measurements? Well, I think we can ask the same question. What's the matter with the Bronx? What's the matter with the voters in Carl Heastie's district? And what's the matter with Carl Heastie that he doesn't align himself with the problems plaguing the people in his district? You know, Michael, I I could slam my head on this desk right now. Michael Goodwin of the New York Post on Cats at Night. Thank you, Governor, because I agree with you a thousand percent with what you just said. Why leadership does not really represent the interest of the community. We only have a few minutes with you, Michael Goodwin, New York Post columnist major player in this town. We are, are on one line. We have John Katsimatidis. This is Cats at Night. On the other line, we have Judge Richard Weinberg with me in studio, Governor David Patterson. State of the Union. It's only been about 48 hours after the fact now, but Biden's been on the road selling it. Uh, what did you make of it, uh, Michael Goodwin? Well, look, I think it was uh, a pretty well-written speech, and Biden surprised me. He delivered it reasonably well. 
but the content, I thought, was just dreadful in the sense that most of it wasn't true. And for him to talk about the economy and all of that without mention, you know, inflation, I mean, these are things that he caused uh, or his policies did. And so I, I just thought the tone was not right given the polling. The polling says somewhere between 40 and 50 percent of the public thinks it's worse off now than it was two years ago. I don't feel that he addressed that. He acted as though this was a great comeback moment, that, that things were going gangbusters and they would only get better. But to, if you're one of those people who feels you're worse off because of Biden's presidency, that wasn't the message they wanted to hear. And I think that a lot of people have tuned him out. You know, the the audience was the slow was the lowest in many, many decades. And so I, I wonder if he's really able to reach people uh, with his, with this new message, which clearly, as he says, he wants to finish the job. I wrote that, you know, that reminded me of a beam in 1977 saying he wanted to finish the job. But well, he was running for a second term. And Ed Koch did a devastating takedown looking into a camera and saying, finish the job. Hasn't he done enough already? <laughs> uh, and I think we could say that about Biden now. Hasn't he done enough damage already? And Mr. Katsimatidis, uh, listening to what Michael Goodwin of the New York Post is uh, stating, I happened to turn on the Fox Business Channel the other day, and there you were appearing on the program. They had you on as an expert talking about the economy. And in terms of uh, Mr. Biden uh, bragged, if you will, about jobs, uh, bringing back jobs, and, um, and, and you kind of nicely, politely corrected the record. Uh, what is the, the accurate record here? Well, we must have lost uh, almost 20 million jobs or people stayed home uh, during COVID. And we gained back 12. It doesn't mean it's a gain of 12. So, you know, I respect the president of the United States, but I feel he was deceiving the people the way he said that. And, and, and you know, you know what we stand for, and, and I, I think uh, Mike Goodwin agrees with uh, that we stand for truth, justice, and the American way, that we want the truth. And and we certainly do. Hey, Michael, we're going to wrap this up, but I, I would be remiss if I didn't ask your opinion on this. Uh, another example of me slamming my head on this desk here. Explain this to me as we wrap this up. New York City's entitled, entitled migrants demanding luxury hotel rooms at no charge. What is going on here, Michael Goodwin of the New York Post? Well, look, I think that it really uh, reveals, Dominic, uh, that the impetus for a lot of this open border uh, is this group of advocates and, and activists on the far left. They're the ones who are pushing for open borders. They're the ones with some of the lawyers go into Mexico, teach these people how to apply for asylum. They arrange a lot of the transportation. And here they are advocating that they not be sent to Brooklyn, but that they stay in the hotels. And if you're if you're an immigrant and they say, uh, you know, look, do you want to give up this cushy midtown middle class or upper class hotel for a, a cruise ship terminal with a cot and a pillow? I'm going to say no, too, if I can get away with it. The thing is that 
The city, I think, made a fundamental error in throwing open the doors too soon without getting federal help, without any plan. And look, the city's already got, what, 55,000 homeless in shelters. Uh, There's a huge push for uh, affordable housing. Are the migrants going to jump the line? I mean, it's, it's way out of kilter with anything the city could possibly handle. And it goes back to the open border. Michael. Michael, I don't want to interrupt you, but I have to say this and get it off my chest. And I've, I've discussed it with so many people. For whom do the bells toll? The migrants that are, uh, are swimming over the Rio Grande River uh, or the poor American, the American poor. Who should we take care of first? The migrants from South America or the American poor? Well, look, it, it's it's a very good question, John, and I think it's the answer is obvious. We should take care of Americans first, and it's very similar to the question that I raised before about the crime. Why are we taking better care of the of the criminals than we are of the victims? Why do we care more about the criminals than we care about the victims? Uh, that's what I don't understand, and it's it's almost like this left wing thing of virtue signaling is about let's find the most outrageous thing we can say and do, and then glom onto it and call everybody a racist or a xenophobe if they don't agree. Uh, That's where the left is, and unfortunately, too many members of the Democratic Party are following them over the cliff. I thought Sarah Huckabee Sanders and her rebuttal, the Republican answer to President Biden, when she said, basically, the battle is not between Democrats and Republicans, it's between sane and crazy. And I think there's something to be said for that, that the left has gone nuts. And too many Democrats have followed them. And, you know, whether it's the migrants, whether it's crime, whether it's this, you know, transgender issues where, you know, women's sports have now been taken over by by people who were men until yesterday. I mean, it's there's so many travesties going on in the culture that you have to wonder why? Why why are they going to such extremes on issue after issue after issue? Michael Michael Goodwin of the New York Post, you just hit it on the head um, as far as the sports and everything else. And Mr. Katsimatidis, Michael, we want to thank you for uh, for joining us joining us here on Cats at Night. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.